No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Before Aaron and his sons could serve the Lord, they had to be consecrated through offerings and rituals. How does this relate to others who would serve God? We hope you'll join us and find out now as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 29 on Simply the Bible. Everyone serves someone. Maybe it's your employer, your employee, your spouse, your parent, your child, your neighbor, or your friend. People count it a privilege to serve a dignitary such as a president, governor, king, or queen. But what could be a greater privilege and responsibility than serving the king of the universe? That was the role of the high priest in Israel. Aaron and his sons ministered to the Lord. This was a job that could not be entered casually. They were ordinary human beings who were just as prone to sin as you and me. Yet they would be directly ministering to the Holy One. They would represent the people before God and God before the people. There was nothing they could do to prepare themselves for this high calling. God chose them and God prepared them. In Exodus 29, the Lord gave Moses the instructions for sanctifying or setting apart the priests for their service. Verse 1, And this is what you shall do to them, to hallow them for ministering to me as priests. Take one young bull and two rams without blemish, and unleavened bread, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers anointed with oil. You shall make them of wheat flour, You shall put them in one basket and bring them in the basket with the bull and the two rams. Aaron and his sons could not enter the priesthood apart from sacrifices. The bull and the two rams would be for a sin offering, a burnt offering, and a consecration offering. Since they were sinners and the just penalty for sin is death, an animal had to die in their place for their sins to be forgiven. This was the sin offering. The burnt offering spoke of their entire devotion to serving the Lord. And the consecration offering would prepare them for the specifics of their duties. All three sacrifices point to Jesus Christ, who through his one sacrifice on the cross set apart every believer to serve God. The offerings of unleavened bread, cakes, and wafers point to our fellowship with God through Christ. Verse 4, And Aaron and his sons you shall bring to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and you shall wash them with water. Even before the sin offering was made, they had to come to the door of the tabernacle to be washed with water. We know that before Jesus became the sin offering, God sent John the Baptist preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission or forgiveness of sins. John brought the people to the door, as it were, by saying that they should believe on the one who would come after him. John prepared their hearts to receive Christ. Titus 3.4 tells us, But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, 
He saved us. Through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We must experience this washing of regeneration before we can serve God. Verse 5. Then you shall take the garments, put the tunic on Aaron, and the robe of the ephod, the ephod, and the breastplate, and gird him with the intricately woven band of the ephod. You shall put the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban. These were the sacred garments of the high priest for glory and for beauty. He had to wear them whenever he ministered to the Lord. Notice that Aaron had nothing to do with making these garments. All his clothes were provided for him by God. He just had to put them on. Likewise, it is by grace that we are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Listen to the promise of 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. God doesn't tell us to be righteous. He knows that we could never do that. Instead, he sent his son to be sin for us so that we could become righteousness through him. God clothes us in garments of glory and beauty, that is, the righteousness of Christ, so that we may minister to him. We just put on by faith what he has already provided for us by grace. Verse 7, Then you shall take the anointing oil, pour it on his head, and anoint him. After Aaron had been cleansed with water and clothed, then he needed to be anointed. The anointing oil was a special formula that was very fragrant, the work of a perfumer. It could not be made or used for any other purpose. This symbolizes the Holy Spirit who would anoint Aaron for his sacred duties. It is interesting that in Psalm 133, David compares this anointing to unity among the brotherhood of believers. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Likewise, after we have been washed through regeneration and clothed in the righteousness of Christ, we must be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his disciples that it was to their advantage for him to go away, for after he ascended to heaven, he would send the Holy Spirit to always be with them. That is exactly what happened on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the disciples. Jesus baptized them with the Holy Spirit and they received power to be his witnesses. Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you experiencing the blessing and power of his anointing? Verse eight, then you shall bring his sons and put tunics on them. Whereas Aaron primarily speaks of the high priesthood of Christ, Aaron's sons speak of our priesthood. Like Aaron, they also had to be clothed in sacred garments before they could minister. 
And you shall gird them with sashes, Aaron and his sons, and put the hats on them. The priesthood shall be theirs for a perpetual statute. So you shall consecrate Aaron and his sons. We pointed out in chapter 28 that girding with a sash or waistband spoke of being a servant. The word consecrate here means to fill the hands. Together, it means that Aaron and his sons would gird themselves up and have their hands filled with the work of the Lord. Verse 10, you shall also have the bull brought before the tabernacle of meeting and Aaron and his son shall put their hands on the head of the bull. Then you shall kill the bull before the Lord by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. You shall take some of the blood of the bull and put it on the horns of the altar with your finger and pour all the blood beside the base of the altar. And you shall take all the fat that covers the entrails, the fatty lobe attached to the liver and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them and burn them on the altar. But the flesh of the bull with its skin and its offal, you shall burn with fire outside the camp. It is a sin offering. The purpose of laying their hands on the bull was to transfer their guilt to the animal. Then Moses would kill the bull before the Lord, and they would know that the bull was dying for their sins. The blood of the bull covered their sins, which is the meaning of the word atonement in the Old Testament, to cover. Some of the blood would be put upon the four horns of the bronze altar, and the rest of the blood would be poured out at its base. The fatty portions and two kidneys of the bull would be burned on the altar, but the remainder would be burned outside the camp because it was a sin offering. In Hebrews 13, we are told that this was the reason Christ was crucified outside the city gate at Calvary. He was our sin offering and had to go outside the camp. When we get to verses 35 and 36, we will see that this sin offering of the bull was offered every day for seven days. That is what it took for Aaron and his sons to be consecrated to the Lord. Verse 15, you shall also take one ram and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands on the head of the ram and you shall kill the ram and you shall take its blood and sprinkle it all around on the altar. Then you shall cut the ram in pieces wash its entrails and its legs and put them with its pieces and with its head. And you shall burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. This first ram was a burnt offering. The entire animal was burned on the altar. This represented the fact that they would be completely devoted to the Lord's work. In any field, there is something praiseworthy about being all in and completely devoted. We admire athletes who give all they have to win the game. Soldiers who give it all on the battlefield are called heroes. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Colossians, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Now, we should say that the highest calling isn't necessarily the priesthood or the ministry. The highest calling for you is whatever God has gifted and called you to do, whatever that is. 
then work at it with all your heart as unto the Lord. And from the Lord, you will receive your eternal reward. Now, when they would burn the entire animal on the altar, it was a sweet aroma before the Lord. Have you ever come home in the evening only to smell steaks that your neighbor is grilling? That aroma may cause you to salivate. But the sweet aroma to God was not so much the grilling of flesh as it was the hearts of the worshipers who offered the sacrifices. Likewise, when we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, it comes up before his throne as a sweet-smelling aroma. He sees our willingness to spend and be spent for him. It is a beautiful reminder of his own son who sacrificed all and laid his life down for us. Aaron and his sons had been selected for a very special calling. They needed to be prepared, but it wasn't something they could do themselves. The clothes were provided for them. The anointing oil was made by a perfumer. The blood that atoned for their sins came from another who gave its life. All these things were provided for them by grace so that they would be consecrated to serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Likewise, there is nothing we can do to ready ourselves for service. All we can do is to believe in the Lamb of God who takes away our sins and receive by faith His gracious calling on our lives. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 10.30 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Next week, we'll continue our study of the consecration of the priests. This gives us a fascinating insight into how God prepares all His people for works of service. We hope you'll join us as we continue through Exodus on Simply the Bible. 